0: Ooh, alright. We are live. Mr. Daniel Kavanagh, sir. Hello there, sir. How are you? I'm well, thank you. This podcast feels like it's been a long time coming.
1: Uh, Yeah, I would say so. I I think I promised you about eight times, didn't I?
0: Well, Uh, we've been... And and
1: reneged each
0: time. (laughs) (laughs) We've been talking about it for a long time, but... Times are busy, and times have been changing, haven't they? But we're here now, and Mm. that's what matters. Uh, Absolutely. Been unprecedented. We did also have the slight legal
1: issue that we couldn't be in the same room together, don't forget. (laughs) That's that's my excuse, and I'm sticking to it.
0: I understand. I understand. Um, Yeah, times have been unprecedented. And did you have any specific topics that you wanted to come to talk about today? Because I had a few ideas. Yeah, well, we've been discussing on and off just through our
1: kind of general chats haven't we the impact of my type 1 diabetes on general health happiness wellness very nice so i think we should probably formalize that see as they're all your top topics
0: uh, as well yeah i absolutely love it i think it's i think you've also got a great story of how it happened and how it <laughs> and how it went down with the type 1 diabetes. I think it's absolutely a phenomenal story which I'd like to ask you about. Uh, yes, amusing in a dark way, I suppose. <laughs> and I'd also like to talk to you about how you get everything done in life that you actually get done. Because we are good friends and we've known each other for a long time. Indeed. But we are also, in a strange way, dual clients. Like... I am your personal trainer and I am also your client so you're my client and I'm your client yes because you're a business owner as well
1: yes it's a strange dichotomy um, it
0: is plug the business yeah. <laughs> plug your business you you do it, your Ignition ignition yeah. Search so
1: right. I'm the gaffer at Ignition Search yeah that's the one Sheffield based internet marketing agency yeah which sounds like a mouthful doesn't it uh, <laughs> Basically we have a a number of clients whom we use the internet to help get them busy, sell more products, sell more services.
0: Yep. So you help me with some online stuff. I help you stay fit and healthy in shape. And then in, here we are, indeed, the best of pals. Uh, absolutely, a symbiosis, Connor. <laughs> 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 yeah. um, but despite, so you've, you've, so you've got the type one diabetes, but you're also a business owner. But you've also got a wife, and you've also got kids, and you yes. also play football, yes. and you also try and get other business things going. While you've got your own. You're trying to branch out into different areas all the time, so you're researching this. And I'm just thinking, yeah. fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> just, how, how is this guy getting all this done?
1: <laughs> well, it's a good question. Uh, I, I wonder myself sometimes. But when you're in it, you don't kind of realise... You know, like you've just sat there and listed all those
0: things. And I'm thinking, God, that sounds like quite a lot. You've got a but, lot on. You've got many plates that you seem to balance quite nicely. But it's not... It doesn't feel like a lot. No? No, not really. So there's got to be really. that's, in this just, that's,
1: just, that's just life. Oh, my
0: life. I know, As it's just it, your life. Yes, yeah, no. yeah. But you have a lot of things going on, and a lot of things going on well, in my opinion. When I mm. grow up, Daniel, I want to be like you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you'll never grow up, Connor. Because you are like Peter Pan.
0: <laughs> um... You must, if you don't find it difficult though, you must have something going on. You must either have crazy habits, like good ones, where you're just always doing loads of right things, even if it mm. doesn't feel like it's difficult. Or you must have mass motivation, or you must have willpower the size of something. Well
1: it's hard to pin it down to, to a single thing. I, th- I think probably the, the root of it all is a sort of a philosophy that I've developed over my years you know, because bear, right. bear in mind, I'm 45 now, mm-hmm. uh, and I know <laughs> I don't look a day over uh, 46. <laughs> but <laughs> um, but it was, I kind of, from quite an early age, I suppose realised that there's only so much you can you can do when you're in control of. Um, I think I could I could look around, and my parents perhaps worried a lot about things that were completely outside
0: of their control okay what w- what would be an example
1: well you know we wor- worrying about the the weather or okay yeah you know worrying about oh, whether is the shop gonna have run out of bread okay or um thinking ah oh, do you know i think i think my friend is thinking this or saying that i'm really worrying just, just like general worrying and, mm. and sort of expressing this out loud Mm. and even at a young age i was thinking well you can't do what about that i mean i know uh, granted back then i was just thinking well i don't care if it's raining because i'm going out on my skateboard anyway and life is very simple (laughs) but actually what has changed a lot even even as a grown-up you know if i did want to go out on my skateboard right now i wouldn't really be worrying about the weather not that i am a skateboarder No. (laughs) (laughs) no But even, you can see it, I suppose, in in some of my peers and some of my friends, a bit like anxiety around things that might happen. And also, taking on other people's worries. You know, someone else has has got an issue and now it becomes their issue and they're worrying about it almost for them. Mm. And all all these things, they cannot do a single thing about. So it's needless worry, needless anxiety.
0: Mm.
1: And I, I suppose that's been a trait throughout how I've kind of grown. So if you've got less on your plate as a result of not worrying about things that are outside of your control, then surely you've got more time to do the positive things.
0: Yep, this makes perfect sense. I did a Facebook Mm. video at the start of the first lockdown on exactly this topic because you're you're talking about essentially stoicism. Exactly. There, aren't you? Yeah. Um, And... Or a part of psychology, I call it, locus of control. And on the video I explained that people have two imaginary or hypothetical circles. Mm -hmm. There's your circle of concern and your circle of control. So what could be in your circle of concern? It could be anything in the world you could worry about. And it could be everything. It could be the environment, it could be other people, it could be the economy, it could be the virus, it could be the future, it could be asteroids, volcanoes, it mm. <laughs> could be, I don't even, everything, everything in the world you could worry about yeah. if you wanted to. And then inside the circle of concern is a tiny little dot, a tiny little circle and if you zoom in on it, inside it says circle of control and in that lies the stuff that you can actually control and they teach us through stoicism that basically the only things you can control are what you think and what you do. Yeah. Don't they, essentially?
1: Uh, yeah. The the circle of control is minute
0: yeah you can't control what anybody else does you can't control what they think you can't control whether they like you no nope. any of this business you,
1: you can only as you say control what you do and how you react to things
0: or and even what, then not fully that's
1: difficult and, enough as it is yeah, yeah. and but how you can proactively do things mm. you know just to make life better which is which is I suppose experience isn't it you can see trouble looming mm. you can head it off at, at the pass
0: if, if, you, if you're on any sort of learning curve so you're saying through this you freed up more time and that's how yeah i i think so i mean i've always been into sport uh,
1: as as well mm. so uh, again that's that philosophy sort of runs through that as i used to play football five times a week mm. and, and did so from the age of 12 up until my mid-20s mm.
0: probably
1: even though i'd been to university and you know started work by that point i was still absolutely ragging football mm. and at the expense of other things like nights out or mm. uh, opportunities at work also just say no my priority mm. is I'm just gonna play football because that's what I get most enjoyment out of mm. so think think from a point of, of balance is being healthy and doing something that that you enjoy doing you should focus some time on that to do as much of that as you can I, I think
0: yeah, so you've been... You were healthy as a kid then?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: and then what type of... Oh, we should, we should probably come back to the diabetes. Yeah, I was just going to ask about that, literally. I was just going to say, what, what age did the... Not that you're unhealthy now with the type 1 diabetes, but I know it was a struggle for you to get to this point. Yeah. So what age did the diabetes actually start then? Because you were healthy as a kid, and then what?
1: Yeah, so I got diagnosed in 2006. So okay. I was 30.
0: Oh, right oh yeah okay which
1: is um, rare you, you generally if you have type 1 diabetes it's either early early onset or or late
0: Yeah.
1: and that's the the majority of it um, just just to kind of contextualize I suppose it explain diabetes as well go for it um type 1 is the the lesser um, uh, there are fewer fewer people with type one diabetes than, than type two. Yeah. Um the ratio is about eighty-five percent is type two and about fifteen is, percent is type one. There are about four hundred thousand type one diabetics in the UK. Still a lot. At the moment. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um still only 06 percent of the population. Okay. But it so is 0.6. it is an, a huge number of people who are effectively insulin dependent. So the, the difference between type one and type two is you know, type one, you are you no longer produce insulin, mm-hmm. either no insulin or not enough quantity to um, e- effectively uh, deal with all the carbohydrate and sugar uh, in your body. And type two um, is the most common form of it is that you can't produce enough insulin mm-hmm. um, due to being. Uh, overweight so some of it is you know gestational diabetes uh, and the like but is it is an increasing problem linked directly to obesity what's
0: an increasing problem sorry type 2 diabetes oh definitely type 2 diabetes is a very common thing yeah one of the differences between type 1 and type 2 is type 2 is usually caused by diet or lifestyle or Usually, yeah. yeah. in in the in the majority of cases, it's due to like high BMI or yeah. too high calorie intake, or some people have just got poor genetics. So they literally there are yeah. there are some people have just got poor genetics and they get type two diabetes despite mostly eating healthy and doing the right things, etc. But yeah. there's also a vast lot of people that it's caused by food, mm. basically, isn't it? Y- yes.
1: In in the majority of cases, yeah. I mean, it's rife in the states. Um, becoming a lot more prevalent um, in the UK,
0: yeah,
1: uh, you know, it tends to be a, a developed world
0: issue. Yep, yeah, I I coach so many people with type two diabetes, and it's not a great situation for them to be in, but it's also not that bad because you can fix it. Mm. One of the things with type one diabetes is you can't necessarily fix it, isn't it? That's one of the also differences. Yeah. You can't always control type 2 diabetes if it gets... Because there are type 2 diabetics that are insulin dependent as well. Mm -hmm. Like, it's gone so far with the insulin resistance on their end that they're now insulin dependent. That's not everybody. Some people are diabetic without medication or pre-diabetic, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Some people just use metformin tablets or something like this to help clear the blood sugar a little bit. But with type 2 diabetes i've i've literally had people on my program who've been on diabetic medication for 10 years and in six months to one year they're completely off all medication yeah and things are back working again just literally through weight loss yeah and just through healthier eating literally maybe they went for a walk or two yeah literally
1: i, I know well it's incredible you know what you do with your clients you know i'm, I'm aware of all your case studies all the good work you do and you, you know making so many people
0: happier and, and healthier yeah, and I, I love to do that. It's very rewarding for me. But like with yours, it, there's nothing you can really do about it. It's not the same situation, is it? No, it's it's incurable, although there's yeah. a
1: lot of, um, you know, work at the moment in, you know, stem cells. Stem cells. Trying it, Which, I love it, yeah. I'm excited. Potentially an entirely different topic for a different podcast, but um, there's some quite interesting breakthroughs uh, mm. on that. You know, mm. they've made mice diabetic mm. and then cured them, mm. type, type 1 diabetic, mm. but... Um, so I'm keeping I'm keeping an eye on that, but I'm aware that if there was a sudden breakthrough, I'd be fairly low down the list, uh, which is which is quite right in terms of priority of who who would get that.
0: Why would you say that? Because um, you're in a good health position, or well,
1: a, a good a good health position like it's reasonably well controlled. Yeah, I agree. My diabetes. I agree. Um, but also, I'm getting on a bit now. Is it be, be better f- to for the younger oh, generation? To get the help that they need, because um, as as I said earlier, it's unusual to get diabetes in sort of mid mid life. Yeah, we can discuss triggers and stuff in, yeah. in in a bit. Yeah, but it was actually a really good time to get it for me, which might sound a bit <laughs> a strange. bit daft, because yeah. I know a few diabetics who've had it from quite a young age. Yeah, and. I know three people who, who are like that, in fact, and it generally not controlled particularly well. Okay. And I can understand that and sympathise with it because if I put myself in those shoes, what I was doing, like I look at my kids now who are 8 and 10, and they come in, you have to call them in from playing and say, come on, eat your tea. They, <coughs> they come in and they absolutely ram it down. And eating and drinking to them is like an inconvenience because it's stopping them from playing they ram it down <laughs> and then back out again. You know, and if you're a type 1 diabetic at that age, it puts a completely different complexion on that meal time. I'd have had to have stopped and, and made, let's say it was our 8 year old, <coughs> I'd have had to have made him test his blood before his, his dinner. I'd have had to have helped him carbohydrate count how much sugar and carbs were in that meal I'd have had to have made him inject himself at, at that point and, and that puts a completely different spin on that is imagine having to go through that as yeah. a child and yeah. a young teen and a teenager yeah. and all your pals are not even thinking about this it's interfering just with and your day to day life
0: every day isn't it
1: yeah and from early like if you went out drinking and stuff like this as well uh, all, all of that so from, from that point of view I think worse to get it early because when I was 30, I'd been out and done all that.
0: Okay. Yeah. I and I was
1: approaching a point of life where just naturally being a bit older, you're a bit more organized. Some of the, you know, the partying days are, are behind you. Okay. Yeah. And while it was a bit, it was a bit of a body blow at the time, it made a lot of sense because I'd been feeling quite poorly for a couple of years in the run up to that. So. Then it was a, easier for me as a more mature adult mm. to think. Hang on, this this might not be the most terrible thing in the world. So at least you got away with thirty good years. I've got thirty good <laughs> years, yeah. And I un, and I understand the non yeah, five yeah. But I, I get I get why it is because if you if you just a, I mean it's, it's such a ball ache to do in unless if if you're young and perhaps if you're a bit older also you might think oh well i can't be be bothered with this or you know forgetting when you're doing your insulin or whatever i've probably got all that to come (laughs) but it it was it was good timing in in that respect And and i think weirdly probably did me some favors as well okay because it did make me think about going out did make me think about how much i was drinking did make me think about what i was eating forced you to take your health seriously forced in a way. me to take it more seriously obstacles into advantages and all that uh, absolutely and, and whether that's because of the the way of thinking and being stoical because again it's an example of something i have got this condition there's nothing i can do about it yeah so no point worrying yeah uh, that's the consistent best theme it. of of that and then looking at it i think well i'm taking long acting insulin twice a day morning and night by injection and then i'm injecting every time i eat with a with a long acting uh, sorry a, a fast acting insulin so that's to sort of replicate what your body would do yeah. when food is ingested into it and it and it needs to deal with it so that could be four or five injections a day so it's between 5 and 7 injections a day which sounds like a lot with because it is a lot three, or four, blood, like three or four blood tests as well just to keep it keep a check on 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 where I'm at
0: yeah Um and these these are little subcutaneous injections subcutaneous so yeah so, so, so it's so just a, it's a, just it's into a small the, needle
1: yeah not intravenous so not into the vein yeah and it's not into just the muscle either it's into the foot. not into the muscle into fat yeah um which thanks to you there isn't much left
0: yeah I was going to ask you where you do these injections as well because I know you've had to move sites sometimes Start, as well started in the tummy
1: and then is that got more lean again thanks to you that's like, like buttocks <laughs> top of the buttocks so i've got to be careful where you do that in public <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah
1: but in again you'd, you'd be surprised because at first i was quite self-conscious about getting the needle out and you know putting it in, in my stomach if we're out for a meal yeah, with, with my wife or whatever but no one notices that's a good point yeah it's you. Actually, look around. No one notices. I've got a, I've got a needle out, and I've squirted a bit just to make sure there's a flow.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And then I've pulled up my top yeah. and I've rammed it in and pressed the pen in and kept it there for a few seconds. Yeah. And, then, and no one I'm in a busy restaurant and no
0: one has noticed. <laughs> I suppose it. It. It looks kind of like a vape pen or something, doesn't it? Like your insulin pen. Yeah. So I'm not saying people think you're about to use a vape pen, but it doesn't look like a stereotypical giant needle. No, it it doesn't. So it's semi-inconspicuous, but I understand. It's it's just a point for life, that, isn't it, really? One of my favourite quotes is, you'll worry less what people think about you when you realise how seldom they actually do.
1: Yeah. Cause people are just minding Com- their own, aren't they? C- completely. And that's the sort of root of being self-conscious, I suppose, isn't it? But it is it's, it's eye-opening just how, how few people uh, even notice. I've got lads I've played football with for 15 years. <laughs> and this season, I, 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 was just a, I was a bit high just before a game in the changing room. And I just thought, oh, I'll just, I'll just adjust that. And he looked at me. It's our club captain. 15 years I played with him. He went, you diabetic? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Actually, should probably have told everyone just in case something happened on the pitch, but but most people knew. But this is this is the point. It's kind of underlines how people are just you know they're getting on with their own thing, and I'm
0: getting on with mine. It's a good thing for you, though. It it shows that your health's in good position. That you've got this serious health condition. That if you don't manage properly, you can die. Yeah. Like oh, If you don't manage yeah, your insulin yeah. properly, if it, it can go badly pretty fast,
1: can't it? It can, it can. But, again, it's far from the worst condition. It's, it's manageable for a lifestyle. Most manageable. And, you know, from that point, you're quite lucky not to have something a lot more serious. You know, on hundreds of pills a day and, uh, and the like. And if you manage it, you, you can look forward to, you know, a, a life... Uh, as as almost as long as it as it would have been. Yeah, I can but f- but even more reason to make the most of it while well, you've got it because there's nothing like the thing the thing that hit home was on the diagnosis there was an an actual fact that I would probably not live as long as I would have done without diabetes mm-hmm. so you're forced to think about mm-hmm. your own demise mm-hmm. again from the point of well everyone's going to die you can't worry about that. Mm-hmm. But even more reinforces, well actually flipping heck, if I've got like less time than I thought, best Better do just, something. Best get
0: on with something. Better do something. Yeah, <laughs> it, it,
1: exactly. But I don't know if I already thought that or not. A, a topic for debate, but it certainly hit home again. This is, right, this is it now. And this is what I was saying is it in some ways was an advantageous thing because it did make me look at lifestyle what I was drinking, what I was eating. I'd quite happily pile in sausage sarnies and croissants and stuff like that. You love a sausage,
0: and don't you? I do. I do well, steady on. Well, it sounds weird when you say it like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just throwing it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying it in a conversation like that now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then
1: ice creams in the freezer and stuff yeah. like that. Just It's easy just to, yeah. to reach for them, pile them in, thinking, oh, I can go for a run. Yeah. But it's what's going on on the inside, isn't it, mm. that you don't, necessarily appreciate but having the the carbohydrate counting and everything i'm like the, a croissant is an enormous amount of insulin mm. and insulin is an aging substance as well, well yeah so i'm like i've constantly wow bloody hell do i need that it's, it's gonna it's a false carb it's not really gonna i'm gonna get nothing from it apart from the pleasure of eating same with the ice cream yeah i don't need it most of the time I can't be bothered to work out how much insulin I'm going to take anyway to counter it. That's a decent barrier then to doing it. So, and so not doing it.
0: Yeah, I suppose most people don't think about we, that, but that is true, isn't it? The lower insulin levels that you have over a lifetime, mm-hmm. the lower you can keep your insulin requirements over a lifetime, yeah. the better health outcomes and longer lifespan you'll have. Mm.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that's that a correlation for it sure. It ages skin f- for a start. Mm. So if you constantly producing more and more to counter what you're putting into your body, you're going to age faster.
0: Yeah, and this is not necessarily different just for type 1 diabetics either. This is for everybody, really. Yeah, I, I, this is yeah, for everybody. That's, that's my point. Yeah, it's shown throughout not only even humans, that throughout different types of animals as well, the, if you calorie restrict, their lifespans extend. Mm. It's, it's kind of in a way that... The more food you eat, the quote-unquote faster it makes your metabolism, because metabolism means breaking down. So then the more food you eat, the more stuff you've got to break down and churn through, Mm -hmm. and probably the bigger of a body you've got. And it's just more things go in, and more things have to be worked through, and it just puts slightly more stress on the body over time. Yeah. That's it. You do really well, though, don't you, in managing your carbohydrates and managing your calorie intake and stuff like this and you, you get a good protein intake as well don't yeah. you now because we worked on that for a while
1: yeah so you, do, you that, do quite well
0: with your food and with your healthy eating
1: that was a big change down to you in terms of the protein intake which obviously went along with you know spending a bit more time in the gym mm-hmm. and you know trying to build up a bit more muscle mm-hmm. um, and generally you don't get much carb associated with protein if if you're eating the right ones. So Mm -hmm. I can can really go bigger on protein without going bigger on carb. But if you recall, it was quite difficult for me to actually put on weight. Yeah. Because I really needed to really eat and eat and eat, which was sort of counterproductive really, because I was getting more insulin and the weight gain was going slowly. Obviously the principle of doing that was weighing more, could push more lift heavier weights but we eventually abandoned that as a as an idea didn't we
0: yeah
1: just focus on, on getting stronger at a level
0: yeah it's difficult to put on good weight as well because you're you're an active person and a slim person mm. with a naturally slim physique mm-hmm. like some you've got similar style physique to me where some guys are born like bulls mm. aren't they? Yeah, so yeah. some people t- are just t- actual, t- actual bulls yeah um, <laughs> Um, who are naturally a lot stronger and build muscle a lot easier and your your type 1 diabetes does not help with muscle building necessarily Mm. does it it's not necessarily giving you advantages it's making probably more difficulties yeah overall than it would be otherwise as well So it's not been the easiest time. But yeah, you've done really well. And it's difficult, isn't it, to make these food changes. Not only just for you and type 1 diabetics, but for everybody really. It took me a long time to get good protein intake too.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Far from isolated, just to like a diabetic issue.
0: Talk to me then about, at age 30, what happened then and how you ended up with this type 1 diabetes. Tell us this story.
1: The comedy element, right. So for about... 18 months to a year to sorry to two years um I gradually got sort of more accelerating symptoms so I was I was eating quite a lot but not putting on weight in fact was losing a bit of weight um a few friends had noticed a few sort of personality changes yeah um and then in the preceding
0: like what being more sharp with your mood bit,
1: yeah a bit bit sharper yeah a bit um bit twitchy yeah i understand not concentrating yeah uh, your blood
0: sugar's uh, not right so it makes uh, sense doesn't as, it
1: as well yeah. yeah being quite quick to anger yeah yeah having almost i would say mood swings yeah so quite high highs yeah yeah but then low lows yeah and the, these accelerated in in the sort of two months before I went to the doctors, which obviously my wife had been saying for about a year. You've got to go to doctors. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't my wife at that point. Um, it it kind of it accelerated. I was you know downing pints of water every hour and mm. not not really going going to the toilet and it really had got to a point where i just i needed i needed to go to, to the doctors but the week before i've been to the doctors i got a phone call from my mum and she was like really agitated and wanted to come and see me mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh i was like mum what what, what what's the issue anyway i'd i got uh when i went down met her in uh in the park i said oh well I'm i'm out for a walk with liz and a couple of friends uh, down at Encliffe Park, and she said, "I'll come and meet you there." And I was like, "This is weird." But I thought <laughs> there's something must be going on at home, or there's some bad news, or, or something like that. Anyway, um, I sat down, and she, and she was like, "Look, I've I needed—I need to say something. I know we were out for a meal a couple of weeks ago with my stepdad, my mum's new husband. said and, and you just—you were—you were really not yourself, and you know your pupils were really big.'" And you know, I just think um, you, you must just be on these on these recreational drugs that are so popular with yuppies. <laughs> 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 and then, like, I like couldn't stop laughing. And, like, what, was that these? your response? You laughed. I, I went <laughs> like, "What are you on about, mother?" Yeah. Uh, anyway, she thought she thought I was on something,
0: and uh, but you weren't. You were just ill.
1: But I weren't. I was. I was just poorly. Yeah. I said, the irony being that I needed to be on drugs, <laughs> not that I was on them. Yeah. But that, and then the accelerated symptoms during that sort of couple of week period, I went to the, to the doctors, and uh, I had a blood test. Came home, and we moved house in that week. Okay. So Liz and I bought our our first house. Mm-hmm. So I strolled into the uh, doctors a week later. And then literally, the receptionist and everything, just like, where have you been? Like, I got ushered, the doctor was like, where have you been? We've had people out looking for you. I was like, what? I said, well, we moved house, what's the uh, what's the issue? And they're like, you need to go to hospital now. Oh. And oh took t- t- me down in an ambulance. So, oh, my Lord. <laughs> so they Were you feeling fine or not fine? I was feeling not fine, <laughs> but it was fine <laughs> to what I was used to. Okay, yeah. Is that like I was still quite chilled? Yeah. Um, Anyway, I got saw saw a doctor straight away. He was in this kind of emergency room, and uh, and they said, right, so you've got type one diabetes straight out. Mm. And I went on the basis of what they said. Well, on the basis that we tested your blood last week, Mm. and there should be between five and nine percent sugar. Yeah you know, for a, a normal functioning yeah. range. I went, okay. I said, well, what was it? They went, 40%. 40? And I went, <laughs> oh, oh my,
0: Shoot. <laughs> oh my <laughs> so,
1: God. Does that explain why I've been losing weight and feeling a bit ill and drinking loads of water? And they went, yeah, and rest. Says so like, how have you walked in here? Yeah. says, so it's been like this for God knows how long. We've yeah. had people literally looking for you, knocking your house down. Mm. And there was no one in it because it was rented accommodation. It was empty. Mm. So, I'm
0: lucky, eh <laughs> and what was the discerning cause of why you'd suddenly developed this type 1 diabetes? Well, at this, was a, this was
1: this was a point of contention uh, back then because obviously I got in I was in the system then, and the NHS is an amazing mm-hmm. service they've got a you know full department down in Sheffield, Hallamshire uh, for it an, an amazing amazing people and straight in that wielding really sort of mature uh, loads of good information loads of good FAQs all, all that sort of stuff but had they said it's unusual for you to get it at your stage in life yeah. it's normally you're born with it pretty much or it develops early you know before you're five or six or you get it late mm-hmm. we don't really know um, why, why you've got it and I was like, hmm, "Well, you know, what my mind's like, mm-hmm. uh, i was like, that there must have been something. Yeah, has happened. It's not in the family, f- f- for example. So, sort of pushed and pushed. I went through a few consultants talking to them about this because I was really interested in it. Like cause and effect. There must have been something definitely, yeah, to suddenly be in this situation. Um, and the and the most plausible theory. As I spoke to a consultant who was into stem cell and um, viruses so she was talking about potential triggers for illness and conditions not just type 1 diabetes but her most plausible theory was that i had a virus that my own immune system went to tackle and um, thought the pancreas was part of that problem so basically shut down the the islets that produce insulin the, the islets of Langerhans, as, as they are known. So yeah. they're the in- insulin producing cells in, in the pancreas. And it corresponds because I had a weird uh, winging scapula a couple of years before, which was basically, I had a virus of some sort, and it attacked the nerve cluster in the shoulder, you know, right up by the neck, um, which is where the spot grip goes, <laughs> which is an actual thing what do you if mean the spot grip Spot grip you know from Star Trek no I'm it so does right. that grip it grabs people by oh Spock grip Spock yeah no now I know what it you goes said it s- like that and people just collapse oh do they What's well, the thing I've never if seen you can this can apply enough force to that area of the nerve is that a real it thing it's a real thing And <laughs> that sounds like who some fake Kung Fu shit no no but it's
0: not you <laughs> <He> can nip <laughs> <He has> people's <laughs> neck and they just go down you know, yeah but you have I've, got, see, I've seen that you don't have the necessary
1: force in your hand but Spock is you know obviously not
0: human is he I've never seen Star Trek. So, I'm sorry. Oh God! I I'm really sorry. myself
1: as a geek. I thought you'd be like well on that train. Call.
0: I'm really sorry. I've never seen anything. I've never really seen it. Let's move on swiftly. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> so there's virus. So the nerve, cluster, your neck. the nerve
1: cluster. The nerve cluster. All right. So there's a thoracic nerve which basically yeah. runs down the middle of your trunk, and it controls your scapula among other things. So. How this happened is when I put my arm up, my shoulder blade would sort of wing up at the back instead of it would stick out. sticking tight to mm. your body. Mm. Um, and this Im- this improved over time as the uh, the antibodies went and repaired the virus and repaired the damage to that nerve. Yeah. But the thoracic nerve runs right by your pancreas, mm. so the theory, which is the most plausible one I've had, is that this was the virus that basically turned my pancreas off. And so my own antibodies did that.
0: That's what an autoimmune issue is, isn't it? Autoimmune exactly. is where so it's your it's immune system attacks your own body in yeah. a way.
1: So diabetes is an an autoimmune condition. Type one. Type one is. Yeah, not type two. Yeah. So so that that's the most plausible theory. So you might think, well, that's a bit unlucky. But again, nothing you can do about it. And I think they've been
0: on balance more positives than negatives balance more positives than negatives i would say so yeah go on then you're gonna have to lay this out balance me up the positives and negatives well i'm not I, saying it's I, awful I, for you because you look nice you look nice and healthy honestly and i know that you manage it well but still it's well, a rough time well it's
1: it's it's organized right i like being organized okay and, and i like routine okay so it's just another part of that routine okay okay and the spin-offs of this are, I eat healthy. Yeah. I, main, I maintain healthy weight. Yeah. Um, I don't eat shit. Yeah. So the unseen fats and everything, mm. you know, I am I, in a system where I get tested every six months. I get my average bloods done. I get my cholesterol done. I basically am being monitored. My health is being monitored as a result of type 1. This is not available to... The everyday yeah. person. Yeah. Um, I think there are benefits. Yeah. The negatives are only that I've got to inject myself five to seven times a day,
0: <laughs> which is a bit intense.
1: It's but a, but <laughs> once it's a routine, but I'm eating anyway. I'm eating yeah. at all these points anyway, so it's just one extra thing to do whilst eating which no one notices what you're doing anyway. And I think that from a psychological point of view, being part of that routine helps to make good decisions every day about health. So Mm -hmm. I know motivation is a tricky issue. We've talked about motivation for you, for all your your clients, Mm -hmm. for people who want to lose weight or gain weight or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. And it's the motivation is having those slips I might just, oh, do you know, I've had a bad few days. I've eaten pizza every day mm. for three days. <laughs> and then you get back on it, right? You, no slips for me. You can't do that. Yeah. And it, But it's not it's not that, oh, do you know, I feel bad because I've had a slip. I just can't. Yeah. Because it's an, it's an absolute truth. Yeah. Then you, you can't stray from it. Now I consider that quite fortunate. So that's like having a motivator constantly talking to you and you know keeping you on the straight and narrow
0: yeah because to eat a load of junk food like binge for three days or something you'd have to inject a lot of insulin and this might damage your health and you just might not even feel good nobody but nobody'd feel good really if they did that but you'd feel a lot worse
1: yeah well it'd be potentially quite dangerous
0: it could be if yeah, especially if you didn't know it's going get the, the cal- insulin
1: wrong. Yeah, if you get it wrong,
0: yeah. If you didn't know yeah. how many carbs or calories yeah, you yeah, consumed. Yeah,
1: the unpredictability of it.
0: Mm. And,
1: and also, just the fact of, I think, do you know, I quite fancy that ice cream, and then yeah. but, but I cannot be asked to count the sugar in it mm. and then take the insulin because I know that an hour after that I'll have to check my blood again just to make sure I've got it right.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's quite a good motivation yeah, for is. leaving the ice cream in the freezer. <laughs> you yeah, know? It definitely is. One, one of the things that I think is interesting as well is how different carbohydrates affect you and how different carbohydrates affect different type 1 diabetics differently. Like, mm. for example, you can eat a load of fruit in the morning and it doesn't do much to your blood sugar, doesn't it? Yeah. Perhaps it's because of the fibre in it and the slow digestiveness and maybe it's yeah. the forms of sugar that's in it. There could be lots of variables, but I think it's, it's interesting how it's not just this many grams of carbs is this much insulin. Is it different things yeah, affect you it, a little bit differently?
1: Yeah, the the rough equation is that if something is ten grams of carb, yeah, it's a one shot of insulin. Yeah, so it reduces down to sort of ten percent. Um. Now, fruits a funny one because you don't know if if it's natural for one thing or whether there's artificial stuff put in it. Okay. Um, and, and also the ripeness of it
0: can affect... That's very true. Yeah, like a banana could, directly. Could have different, has different levels of fibre based on how ripe it is. That's a good point. Correct. Mm. So there's an unpredictability around
1: fruit. Mm. Yeah. Um. But also a fruit and other carbs is can be affected by exercise.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah, because this is burning so off sugars in different ways. Isn't it, it?
1: Exactly. So you don't have to just rely on the insulin to do it. If you're exercising out the carb... Yeah to some extent, then, again, you have to be more careful about pre- and post-exercise insulin. But the variation is not much. You know, it might be one less if I know I'm going to exercise.
0: Okay, yeah. That makes sense.
1: potentially one more after, that, after I've exercised.
0: Really? And this is just something you've had to get used to over time then? Yeah.
1: But trial and error. Yeah. But, like I say, it, it's quite interesting... To do it, because it's a cause and effect thing, which comes back to lifestyle anyway. You know, you were saying about running the business and everything, and yeah. I've always got, got ideas and tinkering with new stuff, sort of entrepreneurial <laughs> bits. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's the same principle, is what would happen if I do this? You're <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. What happens if I eat the, a ripe banana as opposed to a non-ripe banana? Okay. Hmm, let's, let's have a look
0: that is interesting so it's been a little learning journey for you then yeah and 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 a positive one it sounds I think so broadly speaking yeah 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 because I remember throughout all the years that we've worked together the amount of interference I've had with your type 1 diabetes has been minimum at best because it's been mostly you learning to manage your own blood sugars and you know what foods you eat and Mm -hmm. you have to you don't eat the same foods every single day or anything like this so you have to just learn to like if it's a Sunday roast you just have to learn yeah, roughly what that's going to take in insulin, doesn't it? Th-
1: that's it. And but even then, you most foods have got the carbohydrate content on them. Oh, written
0: on the packet. Yeah, written on the yeah, packet. Yeah. Or you right. can use so, MyFitnessPal fitness pal to look it up as well.
1: Yeah, you, you've got that. And there's useful apps, the Carbs and Cal's app. I yeah. Highly recommend that one. Yeah. Um, because it, it's, it's got it's
0: literally called Carbs and Cows.
1: Yeah. It's um. It's useful. Because it gives you a visual size of of what you're what nice. you're eating. Okay. So it doesn't just say slice of bread. Yeah. It'll okay. give you a, yeah. a thin slice, a medium slice, yeah. and a thick slice. Okay. And you can yeah. just choose yeah. which nice. one. Which is interesting because a bit having been on a few courses with other type ones, yeah. the carbohydrate counting is the most confusing bit. You know. That's if, what people struggle with the most, w- is it? Yeah. Trusting um, because if maths isn't your thing, yeah, then that's difficult immediately, yeah, but also how the packaging is listed, yeah can be, you've gotta pay attention to what it is because yeah. it might say that this is the carbohydrate content per hundred grams, yeah, but it's in little say it's biscuits or something yeah. they're in two packs, yeah and the two the two pack is 50 grams yeah so you're like hang on is this so do am i halving this or yeah. what if i have to or is that per, per slice yeah so it's been interesting to see the evolution of the quality of information in the 15 years because when i started there was it was quite difficult to work out what was in but now most packaging is very specific it'll have like a standard per 100 grams but then, if it's in packets, it'll say per packet is this.
0: Yeah, they or yeah. Per,
1: per thirty gram portion, you know, mm-hmm. if it's a cereal, mm-hmm. yeah. so this would be an average portion. Yeah. Is this? So as we're yeah. making it easier.
0: Yeah.
1: And you'll have seen, like recently, they now have to put salt content and fat content, mm-hmm. and they've got the colour system, haven't they, for red or, yeah, or the traffic light system, yeah. system yeah. for it. So that has improved massively, and that's made life a lot easier. For type ones, because it's just much easier to do the calculations for, for what you're having.
0: Yeah, with the numbers written on, and you've got a little app that adds it for it, you, etc.
1: Exactly. And then, as I say, your example of Sunday dinner as yeah. in the early days. Yeah, I'd work out right, so they we're having this many potatoes, it. this <laughs> yeah. is the size of the chicken. Yeah, here's the here's the veg. Right? we're gonna make the gravy out of grand, right? and you work out. Okay, I'm having five shots, <laughs> right? <laughs> But then as you move through, you you can stop doing that because you know just through trial and error whether five shots was bang on or one too many or one too few. Yeah. So you then adjust. So when you've got some consistency, because we have a Sunday dinner every week, I know it's no pain because I know it's bang on five, done and dusted, moving on, and you 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 don't even think about it.
0: So it's little bits of habit building and education as you go along. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um... What would you say then are a top couple of tips if anyone's type 1 diabetic, diabetic for staying fit and healthy or for or for management of the type 1 diabetes or whatever you want? What would be um, the top piece or two of advice? Well,
1: I, I think the management is the thing that comes first because what you get out of good management is a fit and healthy opportunity. Oh, that's nice. I like that. So do do your blood testing. Okay. Just don't don't skip that. Yeah. Don't be afraid of high results. Yep. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And One of the things I always teach is hiding from problems does not fix them. Doesn't fix them. Mm. You're better knowing mm. than than not knowing. Yeah. And also, how, your body else, still are knows. Gonna, how else are you going to bring it down? Your body knows. It, it still knows, yes. Vision's yeah. a bit blurry in the morning. And that is probably because you've been running high all night. Mm. Not because you're tired and you yeah. need a coffee. Yeah. So, do your testing. Yep. Yeah. Test two or three times a day, minimum. Yeah. I mean, it would be advised to test before <laughs> every meal and after half an hour of eating. That's when you're supposed to do it. But that would be 14 or 15 tests a day. <laughs> it's just not practical yeah. to, to is, do this that. This is
0: finger prick it, tests, is it? Or thumb prick tests? Finger prick tests, tests yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And the, meet, the meters are good. They're um, uh, discreet. Yeah. Uh, but it, it is a pain to do it I mean you get yeah. a unique fingerprint as a type 1 diabetic do you uh, have any you, feelings mind you are all
0: fingerprints unique yeah, yeah. but I understand what actually, you meant about I yeah. one an, an interesting in it. one yeah. Yeah. yeah do you have any feelings in the ends of your fingers um, some <laughs> <laughs> some <laughs> you have to cycle through
1: your fingers do, oh, same you, as you do where yeah. you in, inject <laughs> uh, so, t- so that's the my main t- is test just test find out what's going on and and be religious with with your injections.
0: Sounds like one of your underlying... One of the underlying things I got from it was take it seriously. Yeah. As well. Going along with the testing, but also the management, eating the right foods, trying to do your exercises. Yeah. You stuck with it. So you're going to have to eat food. Yeah. And it's going to affect you. And it's it's unique to you, yeah. Not everybody has this much trouble when they eat different foods, true. But people have different disadvantages in other ways or advantages in other ways, don't they? Everything's yeah. different if you're afflicted with this. All you can do is do your best.
1: Well, that's it. And, you know, just just get on with it. It, it is a pain in the in the ass, isn't it? there's no question. Literally and metaphorically. Yes, indeed. Interesting. But it could be so much worse. So... That's a good perspective. Just Just crack on.
0: That's a good perspective. And one for me... Mm. what about a few tips for productivity or balance maybe you've got a tip or two for this Uh, in life yeah in life yeah because like I said in in my opinion I see everything you've got going on and I think shit this guy is busy but things seem to be going well another thing right I I, I I always the well how's your business it's up I'm like really how's your football you're the captain I'm like right how's your exercise it's going well Yeah. (laughs) All right, then. All right, fancy pants. What's your secret? (laughs) What's What's your secret? Well,
1: blimey, Connor. What a question. Um, I remember from again from an early age. This is rate cheesy, but you know the um the the story about the the empty glass. And you've got the big the big rocks and then the pebbles and the smaller rocks okay. and the sand
0: yeah okay but what order do you put things in
1: yeah yeah and you, if you get it wrong into you can't fill you can't fill the glass with all the all the items that you've got and they represent different things like um the the building blocks of family friends health okay um, are the the important the important ones, and then you've got you know work and money and your house and things like that become are actually a lot less important. But if you get the balance right of all of them, you can get it all in. Yeah. And and it's right cheesy. but there's loads of different versions on. There's there's one of them with one guy who's got a, a bottle of beer. At the end of it, and he's he's doing his talk to the students, and they all go, "All oh, right, yeah, I get it. You know, you, it's all about balance." And he's like, "What's the beer for?" And he's like, oh, always time for a beer with your pals <laughs> and at the end of it." Kind of brilliant. But obviously, I'd, I hadn't watched that when I was ten. But um, <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's that which is what what is important. Well, to me, family, definite wife, and my kids. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah top priority okay um then it's health okay but you have to look after health in order to be able to look after your family yeah and doing sport and recognizing how important it is to be active yeah for me yeah the release of endorphins Mm. you know not thinking about work or the kids Mm. and that kind of thing not that i'm be thinking in a negative way but just to have that space brain space yeah. while you're doing something physical yeah. something that you enjoy yeah the buzz that you get out of that yeah being good winning which yeah. we don't always do <laughs> <laughs> but then the camaraderie you know we we'll, we'll go for a pint you know mm. have good social mm. half of us go off skiing together once a year that that kind of thing this is this is all about balance hmm is, you know, we look forward to mm. the ski trip, I look forward to the family holidays, mm. you know, look forward to the kids' birthdays and spending time, those are the important things. Mm. But the thing I spend most time doing is working. Mm. So you've got to find someone that you enjoy doing at work is not necessarily chase the cash. Yes. But But find a lifestyle of work that suits the more important things like family, mm. like sport. Mm. So, I've always pretty, pretty much touched wood, um, around when the kids are awake in the morning. Yeah. Sometimes I'll go to the gym earlier with you. Yeah. But, but <laughs> hopefully I get, coming back soon. But I get home for tea time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Is it, is it the 29th?
0: When the gym's reopened? Yeah, I know oh, I after that, it? I don't know, I'm sorry. No, I don't. Um, I think the earliest they're saying at the minute is the 12th of April. Yeah, being, yeah, I think it, that it's is with it. A, it's with a maybe stamp. Yep. So I put no sort of concrete well, into it. We shall see. Yeah, we shall see. Um. So, yes,
1: so getting home to see the kids most tea times. Yeah. So I'm not leaving before they're up yeah. and arriving home yeah. when they're already in bed. Yeah. Which a lot of people I know are... Doing that, yeah, and complaining about it, yeah, and I've not got enough time for my kids. Yeah, work's taking up too much time. Yeah, so well,
0: you can change that. How could they change that by changing their job? Is that what you mean? Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, even even communicating with with your employer.
0: Yeah. I know you're a quite you're quite flexible in those ways with your people as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah we, we have uh, flexi working and obviously home working and, and stuff at the, at the moment. Yeah. But it's an an appreciation that if if I if I want to spend time with the kids and and my wife and you know I want to not be working at weekends so I can play football, mm. then stands to reason that any of our employees might also think the same. Yes. So we talk to them. So we try and offer yes. a good balance of work yes. and their emotional and yes. uh, and uh, physical well-being. Mm. You know, one of our one of our kids comes in from Donny. It's like two hours in, two hours back.
0: Bloody hell, that's,
1: that's like trip, isn't it? Blimey, like right, proper dead time that. And he's the type who would just be working anyway. Instead yeah. of leaving at seven and getting home at seven, if he's at home, he clocks on at seven and leaves at seven. Okay. So we get more more value out of him, and I don't care if he takes three hours off in middle of the day to train and eat, which is what which is what he does. His lifestyle is improved. He don't have to be in the office
0: as long as, long as he's getting the same workload or yeah. good quality work done or whatever. Exactly, yeah. and the,
1: and lots of businesses kind of coming round to that way of thinking. Yeah, whereas it is really important because you've got a happy, healthy team. Mm. Uh, You know, enjoying the lifestyle, you know, that is way more important than just offering the cash, you know, giving people golden handcuffs,
0: you know, where they're only
1: there because they can't get the same money somewhere else. Yeah. Well, that's not good for anyone. You're not getting the most productive time. They're having an awful time.
0: Yeah, one of the things I always think, because I must have heard it somewhere a while ago, is I heard someone say once it's important to enjoy your work and have a nice job and have a nice bed essentially because the, mm. the thing you spend most of your life doing proportionately is sleeping yeah. the second thing that you spend most of your time doing is working so the yeah. number one thing you do proportionately while awake is work yeah so it's important if you enjoy your job and you and you enjoy your bed you've got a comfy bed yeah. and you're going to enjoy the
1: majority of your life totally i i agree with that a bed is worth spending some cash on <laughs> <laughs> random I didn't think we'd be discussing
0: that I think it's nice but but it is it's so true I think it's nice what you've said there though about trying to follow a job that fits your lifestyle and makes you happy more than the money what I often find with that or what I've found myself so maybe through experience as well is if you enjoy the job more you work harder and you do better and then you'll progress better and become better at it anyway Yeah. and then you'll end up getting more cash it might not be immediate it might take five years but later down the line you'll be making good because you make cash doing anything if you're the best at anything you can make money. So it's better to become good at a thing you enjoy rather yeah. than climb a ladder to find out it's on the wrong wall. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Or it? be a part of something that is enjoyable to you, that you know make, makes you proud. I mean, I'd done some awful jobs in my time before I got to thinking, do you know what? I'm, I will start my own firm because yeah. I don't like being told what to do. Yeah. And I'm operating under someone else's yeah. parameters who does not care yeah. About my lifestyle and my career and my ideas and all yeah. that sort of stuff. That's probably a common path for entrepreneurs like yourself. Um, is you just decide to do it yourself? You do it on your own terms, and it was and it was bloody awful at the start. But you you go with, you stick with it. You know.
0: Yeah, things can be hard at the start, can't they? I. I decided to do what I'm doing when I was about 17. Mm-hmm. I'd had two shit jobs. Mm-hmm. The the last shit job I had gave me depression and I thought I'm I'm so unhappy here. My life is going mm-hmm. to shit. So I thought I'll I can either stay here and not enjoy life or yeah. I can go and try and be a personal trainer and even if I make no money, I'll at least be poor and happy rather yeah, than Absolutely. rather than unhappy every single day. So I just thought to be honest, it, it it got bad mentally for me, so I just didn't even care at that point. I just yeah. thought, "There's no fucking way I'm doing this anymore." And I'm and
1: it's inspiring. You got to that point at such an early age. I was 27 when I th- thought, nah, nah bollocks to this. I can't work. I can't be working for people. I've got to do it on, on my own."
0: I feel like I have very situational mental health, which I think is why. Explain like I think my mental health is very strongly tied to my situation very. Mm. If my situation's bad I'm upset and my yeah. mental health is bad and I'll be angry and I won't be happy at all quite yeah. quickly yeah. as well Yeah. so I think it was through understanding that a little bit mm. um, I think it, the understanding
1: of that is the key I think a lot of people will feel that but not realise that's what it is which is a route into depression isn't it
0: yeah it was giving me depression literally the situation I was in was giving mm. me depression so I just thought I need to change the situation yeah, literally, yeah. I need to do something else yeah alright and well, you've
1: well and truly done it
0: haven't you well I'm never going to stop mm. um, <laughs> but at that, at that point I've always been very stubborn as well I've always been stubborn yeah. so when I was 17 I decided I was going to achieve my goals or I was going to die trying nice. that's, that's literally what I already decided I'll end up homeless or dead because it won't yeah. work <laughs> or it's going to succeed yeah literally and just powered on from then yeah. <laughs> just trying just powered on from then mm-hmm. yeah, and here we are many years later
1: i think it's an important ingredient that a bit of stubbornness there are always plenty of people telling you what not to do
0: everybody told me it was a bad idea yeah every single person yeah. every, every every single person except my mum my mum said know. nothing about it, which in hindsight was kind of cool because I, I said to everybody, look, I'm going to go work in a gym. I'm, I, I'm just going to go work in a gym. Most yeah. people are like, what, you're going to be a personal trainer? Mm. That'll never work. And they mm. weren't wrong to say that because most personal trainers do fail. Yeah. The, aver- the average income for a personal trainer is make minimum wage for six months and then quit. Mm. That's the average lifespan of a personal trainer in this country. Yeah. So the mo- most personal trainers you come across are brand new um, or struggling or just mm. not doing well. But I thought, do some personal trainers do well? Yes, definitely. Yeah. I don't. I thought, do I know any of them? No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But do they? Yes, I've seen them online. Yeah, some exactly. people do. So what are they doing? Yeah, business? exactly. So is there a possibility for success? Yes, there is. Yeah. Do I actually know anybody who succeeded? No. And you could think that's a bad thing, but I thought, well, then there's a gap in the market. Yeah. For someone to do the goddamn right things. Yeah. So I'm going to try. And everybody was like, what? And just. Th- t- talking about it like it was, for years and years and years everybody told me it was a bad idea um, except my mum she said oh you, you probably like it in a gym mm. and that was it that was the end that was the end of it she, S- she just said oh you'll probably enjoy that mm. and she was right <laughs> she was, she was yeah. right I did enjoy it what a great statement yeah, well. I don't think she cared because really your, your
1: mum just wants you to be happy
0: I think that was it yeah she didn't really care mm. she didn't really care she just wanted me to just enjoy what I was doing I think mm. I think because she spent a good portion of her life enjoy, not enjoying what she did
1: yeah yeah literally I, I think same same for mine both, both my parents you know are saying that mm. lots of stress and sort of moaning and
0: mm. And I believe I've been successful because I enjoyed it literally mm. Because since that day when I was 17, I've basically never taken one day off, not a full day. I always do something. Mm. I always write something or mm. call a couple of people. Or, and I don't ever get bored of it.
1: Well, it doesn't feel like work to you, does no, it? No, no. It if, feels like it's If who you're I enjoying, am. you're genuinely into what you're doing, it kind of circles back to the point of you're going to spend a lot of time working. So make, make sure you actually like it
0: yeah and because I do I don't get bored of it and people say you seem passionate about this and it, mm. it's true mm. it really is so it's not felt it's felt nice to be mm-hmm. honest and I'm glad I'm glad overall fair play to you Connor fair play to you as well so what do you think 61 minutes on a podcast is that long enough
1: yeah, I would say so.
0: I think we covered good. everything that you wanted to discuss. I know the. Uh Yes, I, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, I wanted to ask your advice about diabetes. Talk to you about that. I like mm. the story of how you got it with the virus down the neck and it turns the pancreas off. Yeah, oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's
1: that. the that's the best theory, and it's the one that makes the most sense because they, they, they don't know for sure. No. But there's a lot more data now. Oh, one point I was going to make about it on that topic mm. is that if I'd been in the same situation today yeah. as I was 15 years ago, they would have treated me differently and could potentially have um, preserved the islets and prevented me from turning type 1.
0: Okay, by doing what? What do you mean? So if, if you just suddenly, this happened to you now, te- yeah. technology and medicines advanced, now yeah, they've They would, treat, they got better they would treatment. treat that
1: differently because then my pancreas was still functioning Yeah. But was struggling; it was being turned off, and now they've got a different set of treatment, which is drug-based, mm. that just prevents that the closure, which is, I think, to do with stem cell stuff. So it helps just cells prevent them from dying, basically.
0: It's interesting, Cause, isn't it? Because cells
1: nor- would normally regenerate yeah. in, in the body, as, as you know, yeah. uh, all apart from the hearing interestingly mm. or not interestingly <laughs> um, <laughs> but they would have been able to prevent it closing down uh, effectively which i think is interesting is it a massive step forward one other good aspect about diabetes is it's well funded okay because it's extremely expensive to maintain type ones in terms of the drugs that we need and type twos in terms of the impact on healthcare yes. and resource Yes. it's expensive for the country so that means it's well funded in terms of you know cure research and developments and stuff like that That's so it actually is a more
0: rosy future probably uh, for diabetes although you know incurable at this point at this minute yeah it's looking up for type 1 diabetics and there's definitely hope for type 2 diabetics absolutely yeah because if you eat better and you lose weight and you exercise and you you manage your blood sugar in a similar way to what you were saying maybe even you don't necessarily even have to do the blood tests if you just eat better food and less carbs and less calories and burn off some by going for a walk or doing some even if you're disabled maybe if you can do some armchair exercises well your program would help with that Connor wouldn't it of course, Is yeah. prevention
1: we- being better than cure?
0: Yeah, I've, um, I've got a consultation literally later this week with a lady that's got type 2 diabetes and we've got loads of people with it on the programme. We've got loads of people who used to have it and now they're off medication. It never counts as completely gone. It counts as contr- like non-medicated control mm-hmm. or something like this. They don't need medication loads of things so it's 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 good for those people it mm-hmm. literally is because that's a and, and I hope people contact me about it because it doesn't have to be awful because yeah. nutrition's also advanced like medicine as well yeah like it's not really I don't make people eat no carbs I don't make them look at low GI high GI or GL glycemic yeah. load or any of this business really just yeah, yeah. healthy eating good nutrition yeah. yeah balanced foods they can still snack and order a takeaway but yeah. overall we do the right things we can get it back under control
1: yeah absolutely And the government is slowly realising that better uh, eating and a more healthy lifestyle has a knock-on effect of less impact on the economy. Yes. You know, there's a big thing about obesity in at the moment in particular. And, you know, it's about education more than anything.
0: It can be, can't it? It's definitely one of the powerful factors. One of the things that I hope as well, this is just something that I've been personally feeling... Is I feel like slowly over time, people are taking type 2 di- diabetes less serious. Not the NHS, but people in general. Mm. Um, I think. Yeah, because I think that many people are getting it now that it's becoming common. Loads mm. of people have got type 2 diabetes. They're like, oh yeah, I take metformin, oh yeah. yeah. And it's, it's more along the lines of what you're saying, where if you're having to take medication for your type 2 diabetes, it's gotten to the point where... Your, your internal organs are shutting down yeah this is what level it's getting to Your yeah. food is it's damaging you from the inside out and your organs yeah maybe okay it's the pancreas it's not yeah. any less flipping important than any of your others like look at you with type 1 diabetes your pancreas shuts down you have to manage it or you'll die yeah this is literally a flipping game mm. and i think people just i don't know they seem more flippant about it to me as because i've seen over the last decade or longer like prevalence of type mm. 2 diabetes go up and people just seem like it's normal and there's a lot of people that spend a lot of time on medication like decades yeah. on metformin taking these tablets yeah when they well, could just, just eat better and control it. i know
1: well it's kind of, it's a replacement for taking responsibility in some ways isn't it
0: it tries to be and i'm not saying it's a bad it's, thing to be on easy, metformin. We see, but...
1: well it's easy to, you get that and you take it and that's that keeps you on a, an even yeah keel yeah but, what's, lies, but yeah. what's going on is you end up with heart failure for example because of what you're eating. Metformin yeah. ain't helping that.
0: Yeah, and metformin's not side effect free either. Ex- exactly. And it's also shown in type 2 di- diabetics. If you look at the lifespans of metformin users and non-metformin users, it doesn't extend lifespan. People mm. on average don't live longer. Mm. And it messes with your memory and it messes with your eyesight slowly over time yeah. and all kinds of things. Um, and you're right, it's not fixing the cause of the problem. Like You could eat too much sugar again and then take metformin tablet mm. or you could just eat less sugar. Yeah. I mean, it's potato patata, isn't it? Tomato, tomato. tomato.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it's not easy. It is not straightforward, that's for sure.
0: No, it's not not easy, but it's definitely manageable. Mm. It's definitely manageable. Um, Anyway, people can contact me if they want. Indeed. And I hope people enjoyed this. Thank you for listening. Thank you for speaking to me.
1: You're very welcome. Hopefully I didn't waffle on too much. Not at all, sir. It's (laughs)
0: always lovely to speak to you. Thank you so much. Pleasure, Connor. Thank you. Thank you for listening, everybody. Speak to you, and I'll see you again soon.